Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. So what's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving, doing a, doing really well today. Got a lot going on yes, in the sports sir, world. Yes, sir, we do. I'd love to hear that. We have so very much to get into, including Josh Primo showing his dangling to the entire Spurs staff, Steve Nash getting fired, and yes, the Brooklyn Nets have already made a hire after firing Steve Nash. And also in college football, there's an absolute brawl that happened after the Michigan State and Michigan game. And oh yeah, this weekend, bro, number one plays number two in the country. The matchup of a lifetime. But first, before all of that, it's NFL trade deadline day and let's get into every single trade. Let's, you want to grade them? I'm kind of yeah. feeling, let's, let's we'll grade them. We'll, we'll grade them. All right. What trade do you want to start off with? What popped out to you most, brother? Let's let's start with a weird one because just you kind of figured this dude even plays football because he's he's kind of suspended for gambling on football. Let's start with Calvin Ridley. Okay, it's Calvin Ridley for a 2023 fifth and a conditional fourth. That fourth can become a third if he reaches certain incentives. I did not read what those incentives are, uh, and it becomes a second if they reach a contract extension. So mm. it's basically like telling the Jags don't extend them or you're giving us a second round pick. So mm-hmm. interesting trade, but uh, I'm just more interested shocked kind of that Calvin Ridley's even traded yeah I'm, I'm the exact same way I don't want to get into the fact I'm still pissed off that Calvin Ridley gets a like worse or like a worse punishment than Deshaun Watson did I just don't understand that whatsoever but like this Jacksonville thing it really shows me that the Jags are in spending mode right now they yeah. paid guys like Christian Kirk last offseason now they're taking on Calvin Ridley uh, and trading away several picks for him the Jags are really all in on Trevor Lawrence in the next coming years. You and I are really excited about Jacksonville to start this season off. And unfortunately, and we don't have to get me, in. <laughs> we don't like have my to Tennessee get. Titans have just taken over that division, which I thought they would. Um, but yeah, how you feel about like whenever he comes back next season, do you think this offense can make some noise? Look, this this guy when he was playing was awesome. Yes. I mean, Atlanta said we have a first round or we have a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of Julio. I mean, that's this is what egged on the let's get rid of Julio. So he's obviously a talented wide receiver. We haven't seen him play in a really long time. And that's why I'm kind of like, if is this the it. move to make Jacksonville? Like, I mean, obviously it's a fifth round pick and a potential fourth because it's it, not much. Yeah, it's not much to do. And so that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a B just to be nice because you're getting a talented wide receiver when he plays and you're not giving up much but i'm hoping this doesn't turn into like the ben simmons type hadn't played in a really long time and he looks bad coming back because like you said they're betting on trevor lawrence he started out really hot and then he's kind of fizzled out gotten back into the turnover machine that he was last year as a rookie um christian kirk's helped a lot christian kirk's been awesome evan ingram's come along but they still need that other guy and so i think this is a good deal for them so that's why i'm giving them a b let's be honest this sounds stupid, but I'm giving Atlanta an A. You're giving up somebody who's not doing anything for you for draft capital for a team that's rebuilding. I'm the exact same way. I'm going to give like a B- minus to Jacksonville. It's just odd to me. When I was thinking of Calvin Ridley, he didn't cross my mind on today's <laughs> trade deadline thing, but if he was going to get traded, I'd figure it'd be teams like we were talking about off-air, yeah. the Giants, possibly the Cowboys, especially the Green Bay Packers. None of those three happened. Jacksonville is an odd place, but he can be a number one there. And like you said with Atlanta, man, I feel like – this team is at the top of the NFC South. No one expected them to be there. They're ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As of right now, they're sitting at 4-4, four and four, I believe. 
And Calvin really did not help them get there. Yeah. So they're really losing nothing when it comes to this trade. Let's get into another wide receiver that was traded. Uh, the Green Bay Packers were in talks with Chase Claypool at the beginning of the day. However, they fell through, and their division rival, the Chicago Bears, came through and got Chase Claypool. Give me the details of this one, bro. Chase Claypool for a second. I don't know which second that is. I, I kind of think it might be that second they got for the Roquan, so it might be the Ravens second. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't. the details weren't out yet. But – I love Chase Claypool. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. And just more on the Bears side of this, I watched – I mean, obviously, they played my Cowboys this week. Oh, for sure. We got that 20-point dub. Uh, but the Bears did not lay down lightly. No. Uh, I thought the Bears played really, really well. You see Justin Fields getting better day in, day out. I thought Justin Fields was not their issue in this last game. I thought their issue was defense, and we'll hit a, a stupid trade that they made uh, before this one. Uh on the defensive side because their defense was just an atrocity. But Justin Fields made really good plays with his legs. Khalil Herbert is fast as a mug. David Montgomery didn't have a great game, but we know what he's capable of doing. Darnell Mooney's been really, really good for them. Uh, And getting a guy like Chase Claypool is awesome because he's been working with Dante Pettis. Yes. Imagine switching out Dante Pettis for Chase Claypool. That's an immediate upgrade to me. I think it's worth a second because that's what he was drafted for, and he's he's 6'4", 2'2". 25 and he can run as fast as he can. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great player. I think giving Justin Fields a guy like that is going to be really beneficial. And they're showing me that they're betting on Justin Fields. So I love that. And so I'm going to give them a B plus for the Claypool because obviously a second still a lot to give up. But uh, based on the fact that they probably had an extra second with this next trade that we're probably going to talk about. Um, for the Steelers, your offense is ass. Yeah. So getting a top one, top fifty pick is a, a good deal in my book. So I'll give I'm gonna give them a B plus as well. Understandable for the Chicago Bears. I'm gonna give them an A, man. I really am sold on Justin Fields. I don't know why anybody else is really way out. I'm not making some type of sweeping judgment that he's yeah. gonna be an elite quarterback in this league, but I think he can be an NFL quarterback for sure. And Chase Claypool, this offense is not too far off. I think they need one more weapon on the outside for them to really be a good offense. But we were talking about Khalil Herbert before we got on the air. And Justin Fields, it's betting on him. It's exactly what you said. Chicago, if they're going to go anywhere next year, obviously not this year, the defense has to be improved. And we'll we'll get to Roquan Smith in that trade. Yeah, so – just final th- thoughts on Bears before we get into this. Real I want to give a trade. Or did I say something about the Steelers? I, I think the Steelers a B. Yeah, a B. I mean, it's it's not a Whatever. big deal move because you have guys like Calvin Austin who you just drafted from Memphis. Chase uh, was upset. Too. Chase, Chase Claypool was not happy there. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Johnson has been really good for you. Pat Fryermuth has been really good. Najee Harris. They have weapons. Yeah. I think they could afford to lose Chase Claypool and use and insert Calvin Austin, a guy that has freaky speed into their slot wide receiver. So I'm looking forward to them. So that's B, B plus is fine on them. But I think as far as Bears offense is concerned, offensive line is definitely a concern for them. But they run it so well. Like it's one of those things where you're like – It's a bizarre thing because Justin feels feels like he never has any time. Yeah. But Khalil Herbert's going to end up with 120 at the end of the game. Exactly. Like it was just wild to see that they still – man, they've had – 200 plus rushing yards in three straight games. Jesus. Which I don't, and I'm sorry. Dallas's rush defense is, is, is bad. Yeah, no, yeah. it's pitiful. Um, but we still won. But so three I don't straight care. games is still crazy. Yeah. Exactly. And they said like since 19 something. I don't remember what the right. date was, and I'm sorry, Bears fans. But that's insane to do, even in the NFL. Because like if teams even know that you're running the ball, like Dallas knew they were running the ball. Right. You still can stop it. Hmm. So like it's one of those things where I say offensive line, but. Who knows? Maybe that 
they just need some guys that know how to get in the way of a defender exactly. and just go for it. But yeah, defensively, I'll let you let you get into that trade. That Roquan Smith, that was the earlier one, not the deadline day. He went to the Balt was it Baltimore Ravens? It was the Baltimore Ravens he went to. And I think I was talking about on my live, when it comes to the Ravens, they've been punked around all uh, year long on the defensive end. They've given up major, major leads. Yes, it has something to do with Lamar Jackson and his fourth quarter performances. But Baltimore, you think of defense historically, and they just yeah. have not been that. Roquan Smith really can change that for the Baltimore Ravens. They got the leading tackler in the NFL. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> They exactly. got the leading tackler in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, the rich kind of got richer on this one. Uh, Baltimore. I don't feel like they're rich, though. I, I just don't. I think Lamar this Jackson makes you rich. This is not the same Baltimore rich. team. Uh, Obviously, okay. yes. Yeah. Yes. But like Lamar it's, does make you rich, fair. This team has had leads and then blown them yeah. because their defense couldn't hold on to them. I mean, let's go back to that Miami game. Dude, they were up by 20. Lamar has been in, towards the bottom of the league in fourth quarter QBR, though. It's not, he has been it's bad. Let's not leave him off the hook here. Let's be He's honest. He's taking himself He's out ta- of the yeah, MVP exactly. race. Like, <laughs> He's single-handedly taking himself out of the MVP race, and he, his bag is getting smaller and smaller. Exactly. But, like, they needed a defense that could close because okay. they've had – I mean, they won a game against the Bengals where it was literally 16-17, to 17 and you had to win on a Justin Tucker kick, which yeah. – Praise God you have Justin Tucker. Um, but, like, Tampa Bay sucks right now, yeah. and you barely beat them. Like, they needed they needed a guy on the defense that could get people where they needed to go, and I think Roquan Smith's the guy to do that. They should be running away with the AFC North right now, and I think this elevates them into finally doing that. You expect this to be over yeah. now with the way Cincinnati looked on Monday Night Football. And then, obviously, Pittsburgh punting the Chase Claypool thing. Yeah. I, I, Cleveland, we'll see once Deshaun Watson gets back. But I don't see that having any type of an effect. Yeah. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins real quick. In my opinion, they had the absolute best day by far. Um, if you think just two years back, this team got three draft picks in return for the 49ers trading up for Trey Lance. Those three draft picks, they have turned into Tyreek Hill trading up for Jalen Waddell and now Bradley Chubb. Chubb. And on top of that, they also got Jeff Wilson as yep. well today. So I think the Miami Dolphins really won the day, and they might be Super Bowl contenders. The only thing, in my opinion, that holds them back is Tua. Can he do well with this roster? I think he can. Um, I'm sorry. When you have two guys like Waddle and Hill on the outside, and Raheem Mostert's been playing Stay really healthy, well. Stay healthy, bro. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest concern is his health. Obviously, freaky – things going on in those last few weeks with him and the head injuries. Um, if he stays healthy, you have the weapons. Uh, just to get into the details, is Bradley Chubb in a 2025 fifth-round pick uh, for 23, 2023 first-round pick, Chase Edmonds in a 2024 fourth-round pick, and then the other trade that they made to get that running back depth back, Jeff Wilson for a 2023 fifth. So you – I really don't feel like you gave up too, too much, and you got an elite pass rusher who, let's be honest, Broncos defense is still not going to – they're not going to miss a beat. They've been really good, and they muck up games. Exactly. Um, but you got a guy that's really, really good at what he does in Bradley Chubb, and you got a guy in Jeff Wilson who's probably just as good as Chase Edmonds, if we're being honest. So, like, they did really, really good stuff today. Absolutely. So, I, I got to give them an A all around just for what they did because I really – like, yes, a 2023 first-round pick can be a really good thing, but you're not going to find an elite pass oh, rusher yeah. like Bradley Chubb with that first-round pick. And oh, no. he might be one. Like, let's be honest. Let's say the Broncos draft a pass rusher, and I don't know yet because I haven't gotten that deep into – Will Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, that's – if they get Will Anderson, that's a god. <laughs> yeah, true. But Bradley Chubb, I mean, let's not act like he's not some elite defender. He's yet. he's really, really good. And that's what I'm saying. Like, And I'm sorry, Will Anderson, 
I didn't hear his name in the Tennessee game. I haven't heard his name in a while, bro. Exactly. But like Will Anderson was nasty in that last yeah, he year. Was, he was. But uh, no, I, I haven't mean, heard his name this year. It's it's one of those things that they're saying. Look, this twenty twenty three to us is worth getting Bradley Chubb, a guy that's proven and can do it, versus banking on using that pick to try and get one. Oh, it's got to be an A plus. Come on. It's an A. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay, Dolphins yeah. are A plus. Okay, all right. Dolphins all right, are A plus. I, I, I think Broncos. You didn't have to get rid of them. Oh, you, so you gave them an A. Okay. I, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give them a B minus because you didn't have to get rid of him, but you did get a first round pick out of it. So I'm and gonna, some running back. I'm gonna depth. give the Dolphins an A plus. I'm gonna give the Broncos a C because like what the hell is you this right now? Yeah. What what is this? I have no idea what they're doing. You have a win. <laughs> Win now, quarterback, in quotations, the most hated player in the league, the fastest player ever That's to do right. so. And yeah, the fact that he had the balls to say that after beating Jacksonville, Jacksonville and dude. London dude. to go to three and five, really? I got back from church and I turned that game on just to like just to watch the final game because yeah. I, I think at that point uh, it was 14 to 17 Jags or something like that. Or maybe they just kicked a field goal to right. take the lead. But then they go down and they score. And then I'm like – if they win this game, I'm watching this. Like, I'm watching this game now. And Leo was like, you don't care about this game. I was like, I don't. Yeah. But if they win, I want to hear this post-game interview. And, like, Connor called me on the phone. So I'm sitting there on speaker listening, like, talking to him. I'm like, hold on, hold on, stop talking. It's the post-game interview. And I'm, if she egged him on. She goes, what do you have to say to Bronco Nation? Let's ride. I was, dude, oh, I was cackling. Like, I cried. Yeah. It was so funny. He's a freaking But, idiot. yeah, did I don't trade why the, they trade them. Did we grade the uh, Roquan Smith one? I don't think we did. I'm going to give the Ravens. An A on this one. They really needed uh, to boost up that defense. F it. I'm gonna give it an A plus, man. I'm, I'm all in with the Ravens. Uh, defense. I'm gonna agree with you. I think an A for the Ravens is good, but Bears, you didn't have to get rid of Roquan, so I'm giving them a C minus because you did not have to lose him, and he was the only thing that was worth anything on your defense. I, I disagree. I think they're still in rebuilding mode. If they give it up, they give it up. You can use those picks for something else. I'm gonna give. The Bears like a B. I don't think it was some Fair. type of great move, but their defense was not good. Yeah, him. I mean, and exactly. And besides, they might have a young guy in the wings that they can right. put into play now. Like with the uh, uh, Robert Quinn trade, right. they got rid of him because they had a rookie that was playing really well. So they mm-hmm. they were like, we don't want Ro- uh, Robert Quinn getting in there, and they lost like eighteen million dollars. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> that was worth it for them. So I just feel like they've gotten rid of two of their better players, other than Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. So like. They have pieces. It's just like one of those things. I, I, when we're watching the Cowboys game, I was sitting there talking like with my dad and Leah, and I was like, of the 22 starters for the Bears, I like 11 of them. Like, And I literally counted. I went through every one of their – I was like, they literally have half of a team. <laughs> I was exactly. like, they just need to get the other pieces. So, like, exactly. uh, the Bears – I think the Bears are in a good place, though. I, I do think they are. I agree. Let's get into the final two trades. TJ Hawkinson is going to Minnesota, man. This, my first reaction to seeing this is like, the Lions are absolutely punting on this season. They came out as a fun team, scoring a ton of points, and now that's kind of really died down. TJ is heading up to the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings team's at 6-1 now. Still has Justin Jefferson, still has Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Adding TJ to that is very interesting. I think it puts a little bit of pressure on Kirk, and we know how how Kirk handles pressure. That's going to be the interesting part of that one. I give the Vikings on this one... A B plus, I think, just because of the pressure added to Kirk. It's not somewhat – it sounds like it's a home run thing, but you yeah. do, it's another pair of hands that needs catches, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I'm going to give him a C plus for the Vikings standpoint because you gave up a lot 
to get TJ Hawkinson. And obviously they were doing this because uh, Irv Smith is going to be out for some time with an ankle injury, I think, an ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a really, really good tight end, though. So, like, obviously I can't give him, like, a failing grade. But, like, I just – you gave up a second and a third round pick. Like, that's uh, the equivalent of what the Bills gave up – or not the Bills, what the uh, Rams gave up last year for Vaughn Miller. Like, one's a Hall of Fame <laughs> – Exactly. type guy and the other ones are just a really good tight end and obviously he's very young so like um i i, I like it for the lions standpoint because you get two 100 picks right. for a guy that let's be honest they are punting on their season sadly i'm afraid to see dan campbell go i feel like it's coming soon though and i love dan campbell right. um but yeah the lions lions are not looking good but i get i give them a b plus for this one because you've got two top 100 picks so just draft well like exactly. literally just draft well and you could draft as replacements yeah well the lions have already they always draft well, don't they? I don't know what that's a shot at. Is that a shot at me or is that? No, it's just a lion. They haven't done anything in the <laughs> no, past like hundred years. Dude, I remember the years that they drafted like back to back running backs. Like they drafted Carryon Johnson and they Jesus. drafted uh, DeAndre Swift like the ne- very next year and they gave up on Carry On like immediately. <laughs> I was like, what are y'all doing? Speaking of drafting, well, let's get to the Buffalo Bills, man. They acquired Naheem Hines on today's trade trade deadline day. I think this was a big move. A lot of people expected them to go after a running back, whether it was Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers. They did make a call to the New Orleans Saints last week about Alvin Kamara. Of course, the Saints shut that down yep. real quick. But ending up with Naheem Hines is not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, dumping it down, Josh Allen, those screen passes. Naheem Hines can take it 80 at any, any point, man. Home run hitter is what I have this one as. Because, mm-hmm. like, Naheem Hines, like, let's be honest, they wanted James Cook to be this guy, but he's a rookie. It's going to take him some time. Devin Singletary's been so meh his entire career. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, Naheem Hines is a home run hitter, and he was always stuck in whoever, Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor. He was always stuck behind one of those guys. I'm so glad to see him get free because I think Naheem Hines can blow up for this Buffalo Bills team. Um, And you only gave up Zach Moss uh, a six that can turn into a fifth. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And fantasy <laughs> fantasy football players know who the hell Naheem Hines is and exactly. what kind of games he's capable of for sure. Uh, this one, the Bills, dude, give me an A. A, a all day for them. Yeah, for sure. Let's get into this NBA stuff. My God, there is a laundry <laughs> list of it. Steve Nash getting fired. Um, this is a. We were live reacting to this over text. I'd sent it to you, and I was like, wow, it finally happened. And you're like, you and I feel the same way. We think that Steve Nash does not deserve this. It's not all on him. Yeah. Yes, he's not the be- We're not like defending Steve Nash as a coach. He's not the best coach. But this comes down to the roster. Running Nicholas Claxton out there against Giannis or, and Ben Simmons, a hobble of Ben Simmons. This roster around Kyrie and Kevin Durant is just not getting it done. There's no, they're last in the league in defense. I don't think that. Firing Steve Nash is really going to change much, and I guess this is why he was so pissed in Milwaukee a few days ago, huh? Dude, he he has been fighting for his job. Like he's been fighting demons over been there, going like, through it. I mean, yeah, Throwing shit. Like he's been upset, and let's you said it perfectly. This this is not all Steve Nash. This roster is horrible. Yes, I mean they have no identity. Um, they have no defense, and you have no bigs. When Ben Simmons is your biggest guy on the team. And he's also the softest guy on your team. That does not make for good basketball. Like, and uh, it's one of those things where, like, he's the scapegoat. He's the first scapegoat. Marks will be next. Because at the end of the day. This is the exact same movie as um, 
I'm blanking on the Lakers coach last year. Vogel. Frank, yeah, Frank Vogel last year. It's the exact same movie. It's the exact same movie. And yep. I think it's going to end the same way. I don't know. The Nets will find a way in the play-in and stuff. This is not going to change. Let's get into who they hired. Yes, there's multiple reports. Uh, Woj reported Ime Udoka. Even though Sean Marks has declined that he's made yep. a decision, I think he's full of shit. Ime Udoka will probably <laughs> be the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. My first reaction to this was, like, did they check with the female employees, like, on staff? Like, I'm not – you and I aren't going to touch this situation, yeah. but they cannot be okay with this. Because if Boston's just – like you said, it, go ahead. It, if Boston's willing to – Yeah, so, like, in most things, when a coach is under contract – because Boston suspended him. The NBA the did not suspend him. the NBA finals. Suspended their head coach for, yeah. and for investigation stuff that, like you said, we're not getting into. Um, they Boston literally said you can take him without compensation. So, like, to put this in NFL perspectives, if – the Cowboys had ended up signing Sean Payton like all the rumors were. They would have had to give draft compensation to the New Orleans Saints because he was under contract. Mm-hmm. Boston literally said, we're not requiring that, which leads me to think that there is something – like there's more to this story. Um, but I'm going to be honest. Let's just talk about head coaching. I don't think this changes a damn thing for the Brooklyn Nets. All of our concerns are on the defensive end. Ime Udoka had the number one defense in the entire NBA last year. But he doesn't have the players to play defense. But he had Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, exactly. who are both good defenders. This this roster is the complete opposite of it. Boston was a team full of young guys who were willing to do whatever it took to win basketball games. Yes. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did not care who went for 30 every night. Yep. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant care. Yep. They, they, they <laughs> yeah, care they do. about their own numbers and their own status. And... Like you and I have said so many times, Kevin Durant has finally got what he wanted, and that is Steve Nash gone. gone. And I don't want to hear anything about the Nets. You know, they played it strong. We kept, no, they, no, they did didn't. not. Seven games, bro, and you give up on Steve Nash like this. No wonder Steve Nash was throwing shit and yelling at referees. Dude, I mean, when he dude, when Ben Simmons got that last foul against the Grizzlies, I thought he was about to punch somebody. Yeah. Like, I, and I love Steve Nash. Like, yeah, you do I was too. just confused. I'm like, why is he coaching like it's a freaking NBA? F- yeah, exactly. Why is he coaching like it's the NBA Finals in like game one and two? I was like, oh, his job's know. on the line. Yeah, his job's about to be gone. We knew so. it was like he was on the hot seat, but to first seven games to judge a guy off that. Like, what if you went five and two, okay? Like, yeah. we're, we're looking at a Boston Celtics team who was like, what, 20 and 22? Through forty games, and they end up going to the NBA Finals. Or Memphis Grizzly team that was nine, nine and, and ten, ten end up being Worst the second defense. seed. Yeah, yeah. Seven games it's is not a lot ridiculous. to go on. Joe Sy or Sean Marks had their mind made up before the season, and this is just bullshit because you know they did not call Ime Udoka an hour later. No, they've been talking to Ime for a long time, long time about this. Long time. Let's just just for fun. I just pulled up their roster. Let's go through this roster, and I want you to tell me if they're an offensive-minded player or if they're a defensive-minded player. You ready? Yeah. All right, Nick Claxton. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. All right, easy. I don't I don't think he is either. I think he's a good role player, but he's not going to do much. He's a backup any. center. Thank you. Seth Curry. Offense. Purely offense. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Offense. Best scorer in the world. Yeah. Kessler Edwards. Who? Yeah. Uh, Joe Harris. Strictly offense. And he sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. Strictly Kyrie offense. Up. Patty Mills, strictly offense. And Patty hasn't been the same since San Antonio. Exactly. Has Markeith Morris is on this team? What? Mar- Markeith Morris. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I haven't seen him play basketball since Jokic <laughs> hit him in the back ass. last year. Yeah. Markeith Morris is like a back end of the bench, like seven, eight, nine guy. Yeah. Royce O'Neal. Uh, I'd say Louis. he's 3D. He's 3 and the only 3 and D. We'll guy, give him 3 and yeah. D. Only I agree. 3 and D guy. Average 3 and D guy. Thank Not you, average. Yeah. Dayron Sharp. Who the hell cares? Yeah, no. Ben Simmons, soft as a mug. Yeah, 
there's nothing offensive about Ben Simmons. He used to be able to get to the rack at will, and now he can't now even he can't. do that. Cam Thomas. Yeah, offensive. He doesn't. There's no <laughs> passing. He even got passing button. No. Uh, T.J. Warren haven't seen play basketball. Yeah. Yuta Watanabe. Yeah. He's a G League player. You're telling me that team is just going to magically be turned around because you get Ime Odoka? Yes. I think Ime Odoka is a significantly better coach than uh, Steve Nash. But at the end of the day, I don't think Steve Nash ever got a chance. You know what I can't wait to see? Is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in front of a podium tomorrow after they play? No, they play tonight. They play tonight? Yeah, they play against. They're playing on TNT. The questions they're going to get. Dude, TNT. So you know Nick Friedle. I don't know if you know he's an ESPN reporter. He was the one that went back and forth with Kyrie the other day. He that is was so funny. Tear them up. You, you saw that right? Yes. Bro. That was the funniest thing I think I've ever yeah. watched. Like Kyrie, just stop it, shut it down, yeah, exactly. shut it down. Exactly. I was like, dude, this is too Nick Friedle does not care. He's no, gonna, he you know, that every reporter in that room is gonna be asking, "Did you know? Like, how did this happen? How'd you find out?" Like, KD's not gonna want to hear. It. KD's gonna say some dumb shit tonight. Yeah, Win yeah. or lose, especially if they get blown out. Who the hell is coaching tonight? They're playing. I think it's uh, Jacques Jacques Vaughn, oh, okay. who's a good coach. I think Jacques yeah. Vaughn's good. But Chicago at Brooklyn. Well, people forget Kyrie Irving. Like when he got to the Brooklyn Nets, he got asked about who do you think the new coach should be. He goes, "We don't need a coach." Like th- this is a, this is the mindset of this yep. team, and that's the that's the entire problem. This team doesn't want to be coached. Let's get into another uh, touchy subject. Josh Primo. Jesus, um, he likes. So he came out. You and I, we live reacted on yeah. last Friday spot. I, I got the note about he, he's been waived. And you and I were like, this is odd. You don't give up on a guy after one year. This yep. has to be disciplinary. Check the film. That's what we said. It had to be disciplinary. <laughs> sure enough, two days later, um, reports have been saying that he had showed his genitalia to several female employees. Um, and there will be lawsuits to follow. The, the unfortunate part of this is Josh Primo, uh, before that report came out, tried to use the mental health card, um, and that he tried to use that as a free pass. Obviously, it didn't work after these reports came out. So, yeah. uh, this 19-year-old kid is in a lot of shit. He's waived a former lottery pick. Now gone. Yeah, and cleared waivers, so nobody took a chance on him. Uh, rightfully so. It sucks. Like, I get you're young, because um, let's – Imani Bates, same crap was going on. He's super young and he couldn't handle the spotlight. Um, same stuff here, and you just hate to see it. And it's just so rare to see that when your coach is Greg Popovich. I can never recall him having a like a problem child or exactly. something like that. And that, that's what's weirder to me is yeah. the fact that they gave up on you as fast as they did because of what you did. Like I mean, it was one of those things that it's not like a one time slap on the wrist. Don't ever do that again, yeah. sort of a thing. It's it was a, multiple multiple times. It yeah. was multiple women they they yeah. reported. It's just. Really horrible what's been going on here in the last um, couple years when it comes to NBA players and this. But let's move on from Josh Primo. Let's get into this college football weekend, man. Um, there was an absolute melee after the Michigan State-Michigan game. So I, I'll maybe let you tell the story, but what I found out is there was one Michigan player that was near the Michigan State locker room, Michigan State. They've now suspended eight players yeah. for basically beating the shit out of this one Michigan player. Uh, there is video. Y'all can feel free to look it up. We're not going to play it. but No, we're not going to play it. And I just saw it recently, and I just saw, like, I was like, what? Because, like, it first, was just a melee. Yeah, first glance, you're just stuff. seeing. Michigan guy had no helmet. Michigan State guys all had their helmets on. They were just beating the shit out yeah, of Yeah, it, it, it turned to crap pretty quick. Cause, yeah. And I was like, good Lord. And I didn't even know what 
sparked it. I mean, Michigan State sucks yeah. this year, so like mm-hmm. that's probably what's. Oh, it was after the game too. Michigan State had lost. I think Michigan guy like went looking for him or something. Was my understanding. And then they just, of course, they're like, "Dude, you're one guy." Yeah, like, we can take you on. Yeah. We got we got twenty. And Michigan State, I mean, credit to them, spending eight players. Is, I mean, that's a lot of players. I really like that head coach of Michigan State. Mel and to Tucker. See, yeah, I love Mel Tucker, and to see them not playing well this year is really disappointing. Obviously, you lost. You lost Kenneth Walker, who was your entire offense yeah, last year. So, like, it's understandable. Understandably so, but just I, I like to see what they're doing. But, yeah, eight players suspended already. And, I mean, your season's kind of been crap to begin with. So, it makes, exactly. like, I don't think they're too concerned about it. But, exactly. no, it is what it is. Absolutely. Um, we are going to touch on this Georgia-Tennessee game. We are recording this as of Tuesday night. Yes, we're still waiting on the playoff rankings. But there's a lot of rumors that Tennessee will be at number one. However, in the AP poll, they're number two. Georgia's number one. This is going to set up to be a number one versus number two. Uh, I just wanted to mention real quick, um, you know what, I'll just let you talk about this past weekend. What did you see uh, from your boy Will Levis against Tennessee this My weekend? God. All right, so I, I will admit I only watched like the first four drives. Mm-hmm. Um so I watched Tennessee score like almost immediately into a wide open butt naked Jalen Hyatt because that's apparently nobody wants to defend him. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "What well, that didn't take long." Shout out to our boy Tony Dungy. And Shout then um, three and out ensued, and we were both like, "Dude, he cannot handle Neyland Stadium at night." And then the next drive, he went down and they had a good drive, and I was like, "Okay, Kentucky's going to try to make this a ball game. Like this is going to be. I'm interested now. Like I, it caught my eye for a little bit." And then, uh, yeah, the, that, the rest was history after that. I don't think they crossed, like, the 50-yard line after that. If I, <laughs> Like, it was – first off, I I don't really like Will Levis, and everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. I've had my – I think he – not my NFL quarterback. Um, Tennessee's defense needs to stop getting hate. Yeah. Not that Kentucky's just, like, the greatest offense in the world, but you have what most people are saying as an NFL quarterback – uh, Chris Rodriguez is a really good running back, has been for a really long time in the SEC, and you have some really fast weapons on the outside. Tennessee completely shut them down. Like, without hesitation, shut them down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tennessee, I, I would put them at number one in the college football playoff rankings. I, I'll say it. Um, and I'm not a Tennessee fan. You know that. Uh, it pains me to hear Rocky Top be sung as much as it is being sung right now. Um, but I, I saw a graphic – this is what I was going to get to. The Kentucky game, I was nervous about, and then we end up winning by 40. I was not <laughs> expecting that one bit. Jalen Hyatt, obviously, I expected him to have a couple tutties, and he did. Yeah. He's entering Devontae Smith territory, but Hennon Hooker is no doubt the number one Heisman candidate. And I saw a parallel between the 2019 LSU team and this Tennessee Volunteers team. As we know, 2019 LSU, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, yep. uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, they went, I believe, 15-0. and And um, – there, there was several parallels between these two teams. I'm going to read this article real quick. After Tennessee's 44-6 blowout win against Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday, there's another strong parallel between the Vols and the Tigers. This is not some Tennessee website, by the way. <laughs> so in case y'all are out here thinking I'm reading some blog or some shit. But in 2019, LSU had the number one scoring offense in the nation, 48.4 points per game. And they had the number 32 scoring defense at 21.9 points per game. Through eight games a season, the Vols have the number one scoring offense at 49.4, more than LSU, points per game. And defensively, Tennessee is giving up just 21 points per game, which is number 26 scoring defense in the nation. So 
better stats through eight games than this LSU team, and that's just crazy. I'm not going to say they're going 15-0. and 0. Obviously, we have a tall task. This LSU team didn't have to play two top three teams yeah. that Tennessee does, but it's it's very scary how good this Tennessee team is playing right now. Dude, the the fun parallel of transfer Hendon Hooker and transfer Joe exactly, Burrow. Bro. And Joe Burrow didn't even get to play at Ohio State, but Hendon Hooker wasn't very good at so mm. like it, it's crazy parallels here. Yeah. Um, I love that you brought that up, dude. Tennessee, it, Tennessee, literally, if they beat Georgia, they're not losing. I agree. This season, I agree. Um, and they should be number one tonight in their the first college bowl playoff ranking just because they've beaten what is it now five top twenty five teams. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five of their eight wins are top twenty five teams. One of which was the number one team in the nation at the time in Alabama. Yeah. So like, let's be honest. They have the resume. They're number, they were number three at the time. Oh, they were number three. Mm-hmm. My bad, my bad. Still. Yeah, still. Top three. Ohio go. State's biggest win right now is Penn State. Georgia's biggest win right now is Florida. Oregon, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll go Oregon because yeah, we'll they were top Oregon. 25 in that yeah. matchup, mm-hmm. and they drubbed them. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah exactly. one and one versus five. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest. When, when I'm looking at this, like Tennessee being number one, I, as a ten, I don't want it. I, I think it's going to be great, but I just want the underdog mentality. We're the line opened at, I believe, 11 or 12. It's now down to like eight, eight and a half yeah. now. I just wanted to say above a touchdown. I don't want anybody going in expecting Tennessee to win. That's how it's been all year. I want it to stay the same. And just a quick, like, my two cents on the game so far. Bryce Young had me a hell of a lot more nervous about That's Alabama because I know Bryce Young could put up 50 points and he put up 48 against us. Stetson Bennett, I don't know if he can do that. They can run the hell out of the ball, but our Tennessee's defense, their problem is the back end. Yep. It's horrible. <laughs> they, they're terrible at passing defense, but running, they're just fine. Big Amari Thomas up in the middle, Jeremy Banks at linebacker. I feel fine about our run defense, but I just hope that we can score at the same caliber against this Georgia defense. Yeah, for and just to quickly go over it, because we'll get all into that on Friday, but Georgia's uh, linebacker Nolan Smith is out for the rest of the season with a torn peck. That's big news because I think the only difference between this and the Bama, this will be the best defense that y'all have played. Mm-hmm. I think they, they they have interesting schemes, which I think will be interesting to see because Bama had no effing clue how to play defense in that game. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia will, and so I think it'll take Tennessee like five whole seconds to like work them out, and then Josh Heupel's going to have uh, Jalen Hyatt wide open. I'd be shocked <laughs> if like we have Jalen Hyatt. I know. I'm just. I just don't think we're gonna score. Like dude, I'm 50. hyping you up because I just want. I don't want you to come back on Friday and be like Tennessee wins by fifty. Oh, you know I'll be that. I'll be to that point by Friday. We're at Tuesday here. Yeah. I think we'll put up thirty-five to forty points, and if Georgia can do that, I shake their hands. I'm going in the same outlook as Alabama. I am absolutely carefree because if we don't win this game, we still can make it. I in, still think you're sneaking in the back door. Exactly, because that means we don't have to go to Atlanta. We don't have to play Alabama again. Yeah, we can still make it. Tennessee's remaining schedule is is South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. I'm feeling just fine after this yeah, game. You're fine. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, I think the only interesting dynamic that Georgia's offense will bring is the tight end. Yes. Latu played really well against y'all, obviously, with a better quarterback Brock play. Brock Bowers is something serious, man. Brock Bowers is a god. And Darnell Washington at 6'9", right behind him. Mm-hmm. They have God-tier tight ends. So, like, I'll be interested to see – because you like your linebackers. I'd be interested to see yeah. linebackers and safeties up on those two guys. But, like we said – They're going to tear us up, and I think they are. I, I just feel good. Cedric Tillman looking the way he did last week with Jalen Hyatt, as we all know. But Brew McCoy is our physical big matchup on our side, too. And I like that matchup as well. Who does Ole Miss play this weekend? By week. By week. Praise God. Week. All right. So, did. y'all finish out with 
with Arkansas. Nope. Uh, it's home against Bama next week at 2.30 on CBS, and then oh, it's at Arkansas, home against Mississippi State on Thanksgiving Thursday. Okay. But, uh, have What's you, your prediction for those final three games? I'm genuinely asking. I'm going to be honest. I think we lose to Bama by, like, 40. Okay. I wasn't going to read your text chain today. Yeah, no, there was, was, was a lot. It was, <laughs> it was a lot. plus today. Uh, I was not happy at this Texas A&M game. But, uh, we got through it, man. We made it. Because what was the whole Lane Kiffin, um, I was about to Jimbo ask. Fisher? I didn't know. Okay, so Lane made a comment at Jimbo last season after we beat them in Oxford uh, with game day there. I, I, I always forget the game day was at that game because it was the most boring football game ever. But uh, he said something like, I think it was like early signing period right right after that. And so he said he was like, well, they're going to go into the luxury tax on how much they're paying to get their <laughs> players. And so he said that, and then obviously everybody knows, fast forward, Nick Saban, uh, they bought every player on their team. And yeah. then Jimbo coming back, and yeah. he, he called Despicable. Lane. He called Despicable. Lane, he called Lane <laughs> Kiffin a clown in that uh, – he called Lane Kiffin a clown. Trust me, a jar of college football, <laughs> Despicable. <laughs> he's so stupid. He's so bad too. But he called Lane Kiffin a clown, and during the post game interview uh, with, uh, uh, who's the ESPN night bald or SEC bald dude Kublik or uh, yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, he was post game interview, and uh, Lane goes, "Well, maybe uh, Jimbo's got a Joker costume for me to wear, so I can go be a clown." And he walked off. It was <laughs> he's classic, dude. I love him. But all right, what the hell? side note. So you can be a clown. You saw the Brian Harson stuff, right? Bro, yeah, yeah. Have that's you, another piece of news from today. My God. Harson so Brian got Harson fired. got fired. The AD from Mississippi State stepped down, and he's going to be. That's Auburn. what I wanted to ask you about, man. Because Lane Kiffin's the number one option. Looking, you've bitched about your coach quite a bit too many the past couple of weeks. How do you feel about him going to Auburn now? I really don't think he goes to Auburn. Like, and I know that sounds crazy. He literally said, "When I was at Alabama as the offensive coordinator, we lost twice." And it was both to Ole Miss. He was like, we never lost to Auburn. Auburn is like the best but worst job at the same time. Nobody wants that job. You know, I felt differently about the Miami talks. I thought Kiffin had a house. That makes sense. South Beach. Yeah, Yeah. Kiffin already had a house down there. It's an easier job. He'd probably get paid a little bit more. But this Auburn thing. I don't, I don't see it. People are talking about Matt Rule. Matt Rule is still getting paid. Dude, he's, he's getting like forty a, million dollars. He don't want to come be Auburn's coach. He's not gonna be bitched around by a bunch of what do you call him? Like the, um, the guys who pay for everything. Boosters. Boosters. No. Yeah, all these boosters run that university right now. No one wants that job. I'd be shocked if Lane Kiffin did it. But at the same time, you know my history in Tennessee. Yeah, I know. And but it's, that's like. That's not only like jumping in the conference; that's in the same division. It's in the same division, and let's be let's be honest. Like, I'll, I'll ask you this question because I know my opinion. Whose team's more geared to beat Alabama right now, Auburn or Ole Miss? No, it's Ole Miss for sure. One thousand percent. Like, you have the quarterback. You don't have to go find another quarterback at Auburn. You have the quarterback that you wanted. Kenshaw Junkins is literally being talked about as he should be in the Heisman race right now as the leading freshman running back in the league. Mm-hmm. Um. You have pieces. Your defense is doesn't know how to tackle still. <laughs> they yeah. played well against Texas A&M. This, but. I have the same concern with Josh Heupel. A lot, there's a lot of NFL buzz around him right now. And then same with Oklahoma because he, he won the Heisman at Oklahoma back in the 90s, I believe. I'm nervous about that, but I think, like Tennessee, you should have enough money to do that. And I think once you get that thing rocking and rolling. Dude, if he's in the college football playoff, there's no way in hell he'd want to go to Oklahoma and oh, be like, all right, I'm going to go take this job that's going to be so much more stressful. Up? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's go why. To the NFL, look at what Matt Rule just went through, man. If any, I would say, I would if I was a betting man, 
and the odds were Lane Kiffin at number one for the Auburn job, and Matt Rule's like third or fourth. I'm taking the money on Matt Rule because let's be honest, there's no way in hell Lane Kiffin's like, yeah, I want to go play at Auburn. Have to play Nick Saban at last game of the year every year, mm-hmm. and if I lose that game, I could be eleven and one, and I still get fired. Right? There's no. He has so much less pressure at Ole Miss. You have a better roster, dude. You've already got another five year contract. Like you're you're extended for five more years. For like sure. I I don't see him leaving. At the end of the day, I don't know who's dumb enough to take this job at Auburn. But it, just just hypothetical. What if he does? What would your initial reaction be? I'd be fucking pissed off. Oh, I knew you I'd be. I'd you be were pissed at him two weeks ago. Well, I was pissed at him because he kept running the same damn plays, and I'm like, <laughs> "Will you stop?" You're texting me. You're like, "I'm out on Kevin." I'm like, "I'll win ten games last year." I know. I know. And shoot, hell, we might win ten games this yeah, year. I mean, maybe. eight and one. You only got to win two more. But I'd be mad if he left because the guy that I'd want to come back just got an extension from Liberty, so we ain't getting you freeze back. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the guy that was number two on Auburn's yeah. list, and they said, but they just signed him to make an extension. you freeze, I would not leave Liberty. You're making $4 million. And you're in the top, you're, top you're number 23 right now. Yeah, dude, I'm keeping Liberty. Shout out Malik Willis getting his first win, 5 of 10 for 55 yards for the Tennessee Titans. Just <laughs> hand the ball off to Derrick Henry 32 times. He'll carry you, especially over the Texans. Yeah, the Texans have no run defense. But, yeah, no. Titans I, five straight, huh? I don't you want to mention them? You want to talk about your They Cowboys finally played the right quarterback. <laughs> Let's not act like that had anything to do with the win here. No. Dude, <laughs> I could have run behind. You and I were hyped about it. And then, I could have run behind that yeah, offensive line exactly. yesterday. Dude, Derrick Henry just went the hell off. I will say, though, it was the first time I've ever seen Derrick Henry like actually panting, though. I yeah. was like, dude, Derrick Henry is getting road hard and put up wet facts, right now. Facts. But he was awesome. But uh, what did you think of uh, Ole Miss win this week? I know I hit on it a little bit. What'd you think of it? Are you talking about the A and M one? Yeah, dude, I I keep just stacking. No, I know you didn't watch any of the games. <laughs> you just heard me bitching about it the yeah, entire I time. I'm glad y'all won. I am, especially after hearing you last week. True freshman running back, yeah. 200 yards on his birthday. Uh, are you talking about A and M's running back? No, 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 my running back. Uh, you talking True about freshman back. playing college or that, playing high school ball how last did year. That quarterback for A and M play that you're so worried about. <laughs> you ready I to hear the Heisman you, candidate? I told you he'd be dog. Uh, no, you ready to hear his Heisman candidate stats? Oh God. God, I wish Tennessee played y'all this year. I don't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I have a carefree life right now. <laughs> Last year, so that bad. Tennessee game had me so stressed out, I was like about to rip my shirt. All right, let's go here. Schedule. Uh, Their quarterback, I think, had 300 yards on us. They just couldn't punch it in the end zone because they just weren't good. <laughs> like, Texas A&M is so bad. I think Alabama just... Uh, Six, getting alive. College football playoff rankings: Tennessee, number one; Ohio State, number two; Georgia, number three. Wow! So it's still one versus three. It's going to be one versus three. Tennessee's number one team in the entire country. I am about to. Where's Ole Miss? Eleven. Ole Miss is number eleven. LSU is number ten. USC is number nine. Oregon is number eight. TCU number seven, Alabama number six, Michigan number five. Clemson got that four spot, not Michigan. Clemson. And they've played rank. They played more ranked teams. So that's fine. Tennessee's the number one team in the country. What the hell is happening? Jack's gonna have a fun night tonight at trivia night. No, Connor Wagman, yeah. twenty-eight of forty-four for three hundred thirty-eight yards and four touchdowns in his first collegiate start. Oh my god! <laughs> but hey, like... that all happened in the first half. By the <laughs> way, for those of you who don't know, we uh we go down to. Brookhaven Pub. Brookhaven Pub in East Memphis. We play uh, trivia after 
Tuesday night. What what question do you want tonight? We missed. What did what was the one we missed? The most championships? Are you got No, no, one. I got that. Yeah, you one. got the one. Most uh, NBA championships last time Coop got it. Most consecutive uh, mm-hmm. uh the team with most consecutive NBA championships, it was the Boston Celtics back in the 50s. Yeah. Uh with Bill Russell, they won 8 in a row. I said it was the Bulls. Yeah. My dad also said it was the Bulls, but uh, I just thought it was three in a row, man. That's just what I did you did you watch that Ohio State Penn State game? This is the last thing I have on uh, college football. I watched a little bit of it. I saw that Ohio State was struggling, then I blinked and like they were up by like twenty. Dude, JT, and I'm gonna butcher his last name, so I'm just gonna say his name's JTT because I don't know how to say his last name. He's number forty four on their defensive line. He's like six three two two eighty. Of course he is, dude. <laughs> six tackles. Two sacks, one fumble, forced fumble, one fumble recovery, two interceptions, one return for a touchdown, and a tip ball that was tur- that was an interception. So the man oh contributed God. to four turnovers in this ball game, and he's six three two like two eighty. Dude, the final interception, this pick six, he literally spins off of a block and then sees it's a screen, jumps up in midair, <laughs> snags the ball, and runs it back. I was like, Sean Clifford's so oh dog shit. <laughs> you can't even overthrow this dude. <laughs> dude, dude had, like, they were like, they said at the beginning of the game when he got, like, the tip ball for an interception, they were like, this kid, he has all the potential in the world. He just doesn't show it in the stat book yet. Yeah. And then he has this game. And, like, Ohio State's offense did not play well. Oh, yeah. Like, did not play well until this fourth quarter. This dude single-handedly kept him in the game. Oh, yeah. Ohio State's defense is for real, and that's why I'm not shocked at number two. By the way, um, you know, I went to Starkville this weekend, hanging out with some old buddies. I ran into Ty Kennard uh, at the bar, and he had said he's been listening to us. Shout out, Ty, man. Shout like, out, Ty. a go, for real. Um, did you have a good time at your Halloween party? <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, Cooper got in a – Cooper Damner got in a fight. Nah, I, <laughs> I'm stretching. The I avoid a fights bit. all the time. I got, I, I got, uh, I got an invite to his girlfriend's Halloween party. Unfortunately, I couldn't go because I was out of town. But uh, Coop was not having it. I don't blame you. The pictures were elite, by the way. The pi- <laughs> Electric. Coop dressed up as like one of the men in black him and his girl did, and they were absolutely amazing. I, I was more Agent K, so I, I did Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I, I made it. I made it look good. Here for it, man. <laughs> Dude, JB almost wore a toga. Really? Yeah. We tried to talk him into it, but it was raining. He was like, "I don't want to wear a wet sheet all night." I was like, "Why <laughs> did you bring it if you're not going to wear it?" He's retarded. Sounds exactly like him. Oh, uh, for sure. Well, on that note, you got anything else, man? I don't. I don't. Shout out to Oak State for losing forty-eight to nothing. Shout oh, out uh, yeah. Wake Forest for losing forty-eight to twenty-one. <laughs> Eight turnovers in the second Shout half. Shout out Oklahoma State. What the hell happened there? Nope. Some big Sonny losses. Sonny Dykes and Texas Christian, man. Shout hey. out to them. They were number seven, weren't weren't they? Yeah. 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 Crazy. We'll see if they can keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Well, with that, Coop, hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Let's win trivia. Yes, sir.